I like things that are hard. I want to be able to break things down and figure out, okay, it's so hard and we're saying we don't have the answers for how to do something. Let's go do it. That's the voice of Jason Mayenberg, CEO of Cambridge, Massachusetts-based Gemini Therapeutics. Listen in now to hear my conversation with Jason, his thoughts about leadership in biopharma and developing precision medicines by leveraging genetics to work in diseases like dry AMD and link diseases that have limited or no solutions. I'm John Simboli. You're listening to BioBoss. This morning, I'm speaking with Jason Mayenberg, CEO of Gemini Therapeutics, headquartered in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Jason, welcome to BioBoss. Thanks. Good morning, John. How are you? Jason, how did you find yourself here at Gemini Therapeutics? You know, I had been talking with a couple of the members of, uh, members of the board, not about Gemini, but just about, you know, our different views on, on biotech and, you know, helping me try to explore, um, you know, leading a company and all of a sudden found myself talking with these two board members uh, of Gemini about Gemini and um, trying to ascertain what was my fit and my interest uh, and, you know, how much was I interested in Gemini as well. Did it seem like something that earlier in your professional life that would be something that might happen along someplace along the way? Was it a goal? Was it something that fit when it was supposed to fit? Certainly earlier in, in my life and career, it was a goal. Um, I think in the last few years, it was uh, am I ready for it kind of question that I've been asking myself. And I think it's also um, come to be something um, that I looked to to enjoy and, and while I at the same time aspired to become a CEO. When you were thinking about your opportunities to perhaps lead a biopharma company at some point, did you go through a lengthy process of comparing, looking, trying to find the thing that was of the most interest or did when it came clear that this was the opportunity, was it pretty clear? There were certainly elements that I elements of my background and my experience that I, where I knew that I was most comfortable, like uh, rare disease or precision medicine or, or um, genetic medicines. Um, so I had some comfort and experience there. Uh, I then thought about, you know, different therapeutic areas where I've had experience, whether it's neurology or hematology, so on and so forth. Um, I think though, that was good thinking uh, a good analytical process for me to go through personally. Ultimately, when I started talking with um, people at Gemini and the board, um, some of the elements of Gemini were not things immediately or directly in my experience. But I think that, you know, as Gemini became a possible opportunity, um, you know, I was already in sort of that analytical process where I was thinking about, okay, so if I imagine myself in Gemini, how do I deal with these different elements where I am experienced and bring some experience to bear, as well as the ones where I'm not experienced and, and how do I personally deal with those things and, and enable the company as best possible you know, to succeed. What were you hoping to achieve that you thought perhaps could be done there at Gemini and not at another company? You know, one thing about Gemini that was different from other opportunities that I was interested in or thinking about. Um, Gemini was fairly close to becoming a clinical stage company. Um, it had had some challenges, um, you know, most of them pretty normal challenges, but was trying to work through them. Um, and so, you know, a lot of what I saw at Gemini was, 
you know, the, the raw sort of ingredients of the recipe, but, you know, how do we put these ingredients together? And some of the ingredients were, you know, really profound uh, technology that, that could be leveraged. I think, you know, moving into a therapeutic area in dry AMD, uh, where there's some interest, but it's not, um, you know, a, a huge interest like oncology has become over the last couple of decades. Um, nonetheless, you know, dry AMD afflicts, you know, millions of people all the time in the U.S. alone. I saw talent and I saw I saw talent in the management team that I had met during the interview process. And I saw that these were people who were engaged and excited. And, you know, I think, you know, finding the right combination of all of these ingredients in the recipe, that's part of what the attraction was for me. You know, how do I you know, help to put the recipe together and ask other people who want to help cook, if you will, to put that recipe together and and work in a functioning kitchen. And and it was what not only what attracted me to Gemini, but where I also saw there was a great opportunity, uh, you know, to to build success as well and and to have people, you know, enjoying in that success, um, whether it be the employees of the company or eventually you know, KOLs and investigators and researchers beyond the company. Jason, did your background in Complement help you to anticipate what some of the possibilities might be when you took this on? I had a, a really wonderful, informative experience at, at uh, Alexion for some time earlier in my career. And, you know, obviously that company continues to be heavily grounded in Complement. When I left Alexion, I wanted to try something else, you know, something beyond Complement. And uh, at the time, I felt very strongly about that. When I started to talk to Steve Squinto, who's the chairman of the board in particular, I don't know if I was immediately hesitant about Gemini, but I had to look at the other aspects of Gemini beyond complement uh, modulation. Um, you know, I had to look at dry AMD. I looked at, in particular, the precision uh, play through genetics uh, and whether that's identifying the right patients to, to consider. Uh, in, in clinical investigation or in how the company was um, drugging uh, assets. Uh, and then I got to compliment, actually. And, and it's a, a lot of the way that I actually think about what Gemini represents and, and the opportunity that Gemini represents. I, I think that, you know, I start first through that precision lens. And then I think if we can prove out some of the biology that's related specifically to complement, then I think about what complement can actually leverage here. That I, I think that if we can prove out some biology, I think we're going to yet again, in a very different way, um, have the opportunity to prove how powerful complement can be. It's 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 sort of it's very simple and and very elegant, but ultimately incredibly powerful as an innate system and, and in the body. And I think how the company is differentiated as well. If all we say is that we're complement, lots of companies can study complement and they should, and lots of research is being done in complement and it should. But in a sense, going back to some of the, the recipe or the cooking analogy, right? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, just using complement alone is not expanding, you know, how can we use complement actually? Is it possible to talk about you know, what it is that you do for a living, your, your pe people that you know who are intelligent, thoughtful, but aren't from the industry, who ask what's up for you, how do you go about answering that? When, when your kids start asking you, Daddy, what do you do? 
when you go to work. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be able to answer them honestly and pretty simply. And if I can answer that, it, it's almost one of my passion buttons, you know, and, and I, I hope that I can say that I, I make or, or I, I participate and work with a team to make medicines that help people who have diseases that don't have a lot of solutions or don't have any solutions right now. And I think depending upon who it is, obviously, John, you know, we can start to talk about, you know, how do we do that? Or we also talk about, you know, that, that lengthy process. Um, we also can talk about how do we shorten the process of developing drugs and, you know, making the medicines available hopefully more rapidly and to as many people as is as appropriate as possible. Um, and I think that in addition to that, you know, how do we make sure that it's the best possible medicine that we can make? And that's with respect to obviously to quality, but I think it's also let's make the most purpose built medicine for a disease that, that we possibly can. Uh, and, and specifically with regard to Gemini and, and you know, to the, the growing world of gene therapy and, and beyond, you know, it's it's how do we take a disease, bring it down to its least common denominator, and then build a drug against that um, as closely as possible. I've been seeing my job, my role as a person who makes sure and brings us together to make sure that we have a clear understanding of what we're going to do, why we're going to do it, how we're going to do it, and make sure that we can talk about that, each one of those components very clearly. And then when we go to do it, you know, to pull as many of these people in as possible, internally and externally, uh, to enable all that and, and to go execute. And um, in the midst of all of that, whether it's the answering all those questions or the execution, um, you know, things do happen and um, things happen that are different than what you expected or anticipated at times, um, either in part or completely. Um, problems uh, and challenges come up, you know, some of them monumental, like what we're going through right now with COVID-19 and some of them, you know, kind of mundane. But but I think that, you know, all of that is, uh, I, I think, the cornerstone of what I, I have been enjoying um, and what I think I've enjoyed in, in helping to lead organizations this, these last you know, years is bringing people together and, and giving people an opportunity to participate, to lead and, and to pull all of this through and, and seeing that we're asking them to lead and we're giving them this opportunity. And it's, it's part of their responsibility to take hold of that opportunity, right? And it's part of my responsibility and the leadership team's responsibility to, to make sure that we're, we're alongside them as we go through this together and we keep trying to execute and achieve and you know hone in on what we want to accomplish, why, the how, and, and so on. And a lot of that, I think, you know we think about that in biopharma as being an internal topic. I think that there's a much bigger ecosystem. And, and certainly I'm, not, I'm by far not the first person that ever uh, uh, subscribe to that idea. But, but I think, though, that the more that we can enjoin a larger part of the ecosystem every day to participate in, in, in my case, what Gemini is doing, um, the better, you know, and, and sometimes people are aligned immediately. Uh, sometimes people are not aligned at all. And another component is, hey, how can we figure out if we are aligned? And, and get toward alignment or at least 
understand how we aren't aligned and why and and still work together within that you know ecosystem somehow um so it's kind of like i guess i don't know like an air traffic controller in a way um or a traffic cop or something to that effect but you, you know it's bringing in as many channels uh, of information and people and happenings as possible and and pulling them all together in one unified direction um, to the extent that we can. In your time as a leader, what have you learned about your management style? What works for you? What, what feels like you? I was given some really wonderful opportunities um, the entirety of my career. And I think earlier on when I had, you know, smaller and growing opportunities for leadership, I, I was, I don't think, John, I've, I can't, I was talking with somebody um, uh, last Friday, w one of the, one of the colleagues in the company, and, and the person asked me, how did I get to where I am? And, and was it purposeful and so on? And one of the things that I asked this younger colleague or, or said to the younger colleague, I said, look, you know, honestly, I've never had a person reporting to me who's been directly reporting to me who's been younger than me. And I think, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, I thought about that a lot. And, and I had, um, actually in my time at Alexion, I, I had a couple of really wonderful mentors, um, and, and some of them remain mentors for me. And, um, one of them, you know, said something to me and I, I sort of thought to myself, you know, Jason, you're as young or as old as you feel, but as long as you recognize you can't do everything yourself and there's a lot of great support around you, you know, there's a tremendous amount that we can accomplish. And I think that I had some really great experiences after that moment that led me to see, you know, everybody can contribute something. And, and I think that as far as me, you know, working to be a, a leader every day, um, is concerned, you know, surround yourself with people who are fantastic and who are better than you in as many ways as possible. And, you know, when, when it all comes together, you become this functioning organism that is just wonderful. And I think able to take on challenges that you never expected, um, willing to look for opportunities that nobody else saw, you know, um, able to execute things that um, people were otherwise saying wasn't possible at all, you know, and, and that in my mind, that's what I, I love, you know, about um, challenges in front of me personally. And I think, I think people are also generally invigorated um, by, by any one of those things. And, and so, you know, it, it makes being at quote unquote work a lot less like work and a lot more um, of a great set of challenges that help define you and build friendships and, you know, uh, professional relationships that you, you think about and you take forward every day. But I think it's probably the, one of the most fulfilling things about uh, what we get to do in, in biopharma. And, and when you couple that with, you know, building great medicines, hopefully for people who need them, that's, that's, I hope that that means that we're doing something for other people and, and something that's good, you know, each day. Can you remember way back to when you were a kid and thinking, yeah, I'm going to be uh, like my dad or like my mom or like somebody I saw on TV. I mean, did you have a self-image of what your professional life would be when you were just a little guy? 
Um, yeah. Uh, and I've been thinking about it recently because the, the same kids, uh, the same children in the house, uh, you know, asked me just a few weeks ago, daddy, what did you want to do when you were, you know, in fourth grade or something? And, um, you know, I actually wanted to be a, a, a neurosurgeon, John. Um, and I was at the time extremely specific about it. Not a doctor, you know, not uh, a doctor in a hospital or something. I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. And um, I carried that idea with me for a, a, at that time. It felt like a long time up until, you know, college or so, I'd say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I initially got the thought, um, but I think that as I was growing up and, and kind of reflecting on it, um, you know, when my youngest asked me a few weeks ago, I saw, I saw neurosurgery as something incredibly interesting from a, an intellectual perspective, because there was the potential of, of doing things with people's brains, you know, and as sort of a, a fourth grader, you know, that's so mystical, right. At that age. Um, and I think that in addition to that, and I think it's something that still probably is, is a, a pretty strong set of elements within me, it, it sounded really complicated and really hard and really challenging. And, and I like things that are hard. You know, I, I want to be able to break things down and figure out, okay, it's so hard and we're saying we don't have the answers for how to do something. Let's go do it. You know, let, let's let's break it down and figure it out. And and we may not get it at first try, but let's let's do this, you know. And and so when I look back, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I, I wonder you always wonder what could be. Um, but I think today uh, I, I'm getting a lot of that. You know, let's do something that's hard. Let's do something that, you know, can convert someone's life, if you will. So in a way, I'm certainly not a neurosurgeon. Um, uh, neither have the schooling, uh, nor have had the sort of the patients for all of the training involved. But I think that, um, you know, I, I'm getting a lot of things out of it. What I, what I think I wanted uh, certainly at the time. And, and as I look back on it, you know, what I believe I probably wanted, uh, subconsciously as well in different parts of my career, you know, I've had the chance to work more closely with a, a person who's a patient, you know, and, um, you know, we've all been a patient or have a loved one who's a patient at some point, and you feel pretty powerless. And um, you can feel like you're in a closet with no light and can't find the doorknob too. And I think that, you know, we all have a, a huge opportunity to try to turn the light on for somebody or help them navigate out of the closet or whatever it might be, um, you know, to get better in some way or feel better somehow. And and um, you know, it's really powerful to touch somebody's life like that. And I think that it's a little bit infectious or addictive that once you've done that, you know, you, you kind of want to keep trying to do that uh, as much as you po possibly can. Jason, what's new at Gemini Therapeutics? About three, three and a half months ago, we've become a clinical stage company. Uh, so we, we started enrolling in our first clinical trial for a recombinant complement factor H protein uh, in December last year. And uh, I think there's a lot of pride about that in the company and amongst the team. Um, 
And uh, it, it also means there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of work to get done as well. But it's a huge accomplishment, um, you know, sort of a, a culmination of a lot of work for, for a number of years. What can you tell me about the pipeline and how it helps to differentiate who Gemini is? In and of itself, how we built the pipeline is differentiated, right? We built the pipeline following genetics, you know, we, we have continued to set goals for ourselves and build our strategy in precision medicine following from genetics, looking at targets that are clarified by genetics and where we think that there's also, you know, reasonable fact and literature and science um, behind the pathophysiology of, of those diseases. And, and so when we continue to make uh, decisions within the pipeline, or to you know, shape it differently or expand it. You know, we continue to follow the same few rubrics that that we have from the time we first, um, you know, built the company and and you know started to think about the pipeline itself. So when you have an opportunity to speak with people whom you need to reach, perhaps it might be at an investor conference at this stage, or it might be all sorts of different people in all sorts of different disciplines, you get the opportunity often in a very condensed period of time to tell people who Gemini Therapeutics is. And I'm sure it's satisfying afterwards when people come up to you and say, yes, I understood. And, and it was what you intended. But I'll bet there are times when people come up to you afterwards and say, oh, I understand it to be such. And you're thinking, no, that, that's not what I intended at all. <laughs> when yeah. that happens, <laughs> and what, what are the misunderstandings then? How do you help them follow what it is that the story really is? Yeah, I, mean, I think that the, you know, the reasonable sort of uh, starting points for most folks, I think, you know, the, the first impressions are, oh, Gemini, yeah, you're an ophthalmology company or you're an AMD company or uh, you're a complement company. And I, I think none of those are wrong, but I think that we're, we're actually first and foremost as a, a precision medicine company and, and we leverage genetics to go um, work in diseases that um, have no solutions or their limited solutions and build the most specific and accurate drug that we can to benefit benefit those people. It happens to be that the first area that we're working uh, is in dry AMD. And it happens to be that the first, our lead candidate is a complement um, modulator, uh, complement factor H. So all of those things are right. And, um, you know, talking about sort of that recipe earlier, those are some of the different components. But I think, you know, we're, we're the, the end game or the, the final dish that we're trying to serve to everyone is a precision medicine in dry AMD. And then when you have that conversation and, and you help make that adjustment and somebody says, oh, now I understand. Uh, is there, I would guess there, at least sometimes when there's an added level of interest, because that is, that's... I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that people sort of, you, you know, we take from our, our prior experiences. And I, I think, you know, amongst the different people that, that we talk with on a day-to-day -day basis, people have had experiences with genetics. People have had experiences with, you know, large diseases that, that still largely go without therapies. People have had experience with complement. And, and when you uh, um, help them see how we're dealing with each of those and putting them together, I think they are interested. I think they are intrigued and see the opportunities um, closer to the way we do, which is, you know, how do we increase the probability that we could succeed um, in, in putting a therapy forward for dry AMD uh, in our lead program? Who makes a good partner to Gemini Therapeutics? 
the best partners are ones who who have a lot of likenesses to Gemini and, and us as individuals and a collective, but also um, offer things that are different than what we can do and, and offer. And and those two things, I think, I think can coexist. Um, the likenesses tend to be people who want to, you know, solve things that are hard, um, do things that are seemingly very difficult at first glance, um, you know, scratch be, be, uh, beneath the surface and, and really understand what's behind what we're seeing um, and, and can we incorporate it into how we move forward. Um, I think that, you know, we, we have a, a professionalism inside the company where we simultaneously want to listen to one another a lot and also challenge one another a lot. And, and I think that that binds us closely together. So I think it's the how we do things that probably are the likenesses that we look for in a partner. I think the differences are, you know, we're not the largest organization and we probably won't be for a long time or, or maybe never. Um, and, and so, you know, other parties out there have, you know, access to other information. They have access to, you know, the ability to introduce us to people who might be able to, you know, add to what we're doing. And all these other part parties have other experiences and, and might be able to provoke questions or challenge us as well. And I think, you know, all of that together is, is, you know, how we think about who, who could we work with really well and who would enjoy working together with us at Gemini too. I know you from your work in an ecosystem in Metro New York, New Haven area. Yeah. And I also know you from your current, your work in the, uh, the, the focal point of much of this in Cambridge is use your view day to day uh, within the ecosystem that's close by there in the Boston Cambridge area. Is it is it regional? Is it national? Is it global? How do all these pieces fit together on a yeah. daily basis? I think you're bounded or you're limited if if you only think about the Cambridge or the Boston Metropolitan or the New Haven or the New York or the Northeast Regional ecosystem. And I think if you only, if you keep saying, well, it's all global, it's also difficult to define yourself as global. Okay, well, what does that mean? And does that mean you're not also acting with, with respect to what's in front of you? So I think it's got to do with, you know, who are you working with and, and why are you working with them? What, what's the sort of commonality um, and is that person or is that party, hospital, government, regulator, whatever it might be, are they in, um, you know, Australia or are they down the street um, and in Cambridge? Um, you know, and and I think, too, it's it's also, you know, kind of working uh, and 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 joining together at the right time as well and for the right reasons Cambridge and Australia, you, you know, um, and and leveraging as much of that as possible, because if one of us is always sort of the, the hub uh, of a bunch of spokes, it's not really an ecosystem, right? Because it, it's only serving, you know, the end of the edge of the wheel or the hub. But if we help to create a lot of these different connecting points, right? Um, then it is an ecosystem, you know, to the extent possible. And a lot of the, you know, different parts of the ecosystem can work together and, and enrich one another um, and ultimately the entirety of the ecosystem, if you will. So I, I don't, I, 
I don't know. I, I guess it would be, I feel like personally too, um, it, this is only my personal perspective. I think it'd be incredibly boring if you only thought about Cambridge or Boston or New Haven or New York or, or Sydney or something to that effect, right? I, I mean, it seems to me like there's a richness that you get by, by listening to and, you know, taking great points and ideas um, from somewhere else and incorporating them into what you're doing on, a, on an hour by hour or day to day basis. What do you find works well as far as tapping into that system and then give, presenting your ideas and also receiving ideas? Do you, do you primarily pick up the phone and talk to somebody? Do you primarily read the literature? Do you primarily, you know, what's, what are the vehicles? Now we're in a time of strange life here in COVID-19, yeah, but yeah, yeah. accepting that just for a moment, what, what, how do you like to plug in and plug out of that ecosystem? It's personal, meaning um, it's not private, but I, I mean, I think we're all different. You know, I, I have a tendency probably to, to pick up the phone or send a text even or an email or something um, to reach out. And, and if it's, hey, you know, so-and-so um, working on something, do you have any experience with this? The answer might be no, but then it could easily be, hey, I, I do know someone who may have had experience with this. And, and um, you know, that's how I do it. I, I, <laughs> maybe because I'm, I want an answer immediately, you know? Um, but I think though that that's how I, that's, that's part of my communication style probably. Um, you know, I certainly see others doing it by, like you're saying, you know, like literally, hey, found this really cool piece of, of literature that I'd looked past before, and they're doing some great work in, you know, in the Netherlands. Um, hey, let's connect up with them. Let's figure out what they're doing, whether that means that they they support us and they give us information or we, um, you know, incorporate that work into a broader clinical study or something or broader research. You know, I mean, I think that it can come in a lot of different forms. And, and you know, sometimes um, it's as easy as picking up the phone. No, no. I mean, I think I think the moments definitely happen, and uh, and and they're moments that put smiles on your faces, and and they're usually moments that um, you fortunately get to share with other people. You, you know, sitting around a table, looking at data um, together, um, hearing progress. You know, even small incremental progress, even just enrolling a patient to finish up enrolling a cohort in a study or the first patient enrolled in a study or whatever it might be. You know, these are all moments that you get to enjoy with other people. Um, I, I think the other time too, it, it's incredibly validating that, and, and it's part of that ecosystem, John, where it, it can't just be within Gemini, you know, it's where you have to enjoin other people from the ecosystem because they're going to help you also see Hey, look, this is or this isn't as phenomenally uh, uh, broadly applicable uh, um, as you might think. And, and those are great moments. Um, sometimes you feel a little bit deflated, but I think it just reinvigorates us and, and causes us to work harder at something. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, particularly speaking with physicians, um, you know, they, they, they see people, they see patients every day, all day. And, and when you hear from them 
their own perspective on a result um, and if they're impressed by it um, or they see how it, it, it could be a stepping stone to getting a therapy to people when they when they share that i think that's a it's a really wonderful moment because i think it validates what we're doing and i think that that's also deepens our our vigor to kind of move forward as well thanks for making time to speak with me today jason thank you john appreciate it when i interviewed jason Mayenberg for a corporate history film several years ago i was struck by his sense of optimism and energy when I recently sat down to talk with Jason for my BioBoss conversation, I recognized right away that same level of enthusiasm and vitality as he talked about leadership at Gemini Therapeutics. Like several biopharma founders and CEOs I've spoken with, Jason draws inspiration from building high-functioning teams and guiding them toward delivering medicines for patients in need. As Jason said during our conversation, many of us have witnessed what it feels like to be a patient in a hospital where you feel like you're in a closet with no light and can't find the doorknob. Jason's empathy is palpable as he talks about the satisfaction he and his colleagues feel knowing there may be an opportunity to turn the light on for somebody. As he says, it's really powerful to touch somebody's life like that. Jason also talks about how he enjoys taking on the hard stuff and breaking things down to find out where the gaps in understanding are. As he told me, we want to listen and at the same time challenge each other to find solutions. I think that binds us closely together. From my perspective, that's a pretty good definition of what leadership is about. I'm John Simboli. You're listening to BioBoss.